one, two, three, and to the four. What is up, my friends? Today is December 16th, and this is season two, episode 13, and episode 24 in total of Nothing But a Foot Thing, the show brought to you by three friends in the foot community just like yourselves. I am your host, Kevin. However, I am not alone. Joining me are my two co-hosts, John. What's good, everybody? And Martin. Hello, hello. What's up? When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's Cabore. And that is our Silver Star of the Week. <laughs> Along with him, we have also got Flashback CR7, which we will talk about. The new Team of the Tournament promo. A couple of showdown cards that came out. Well, a couple sets of showdown cards. And we will also preview the World Cup Final, which, well, to be honest, FIFA is taking sort of a backseat, at least in my mind right now. It's all World Cup all the time for me. Um... Usually we'll have a guest, and usually we like to do an icebreaker question, but we're going to do things a little differently this time. We're going to hop straight into content. I'm going to hand it over to John, and we're going to play a little fuck, marry, or kill with some of these promo cards. So, John, can you take us through some of that, man? Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I think it was Martina that had this idea, and I think it's pretty great and pretty original and allows us to switch things up a little bit here. So, yeah, today, of course, we got the team of the tournament, and I think there's some really good cards in here, so definitely have some uh, potential in all of the fuck, Mary kill categories. Um, I guess instead of listing everybody off, let's just go ahead and, and say who we would fuck, Mary kill. Um, and yeah, I, if you guys have any ideas also out there of something we could creatively name this that relates to foot, um, that would be cool. I, I tried to rack my brain all night, but I'm not like insanely creative, so... For now, we're just going to go with the team of the tournament, Fuck, Mary Kill. Um, let's start with uh, Martin. Let's, uh, do you guys want to do um, maybe who we say we would fuck and then marry and then kill? Or do you want to do let's it all do at it. once? Yeah, let's go with who we're going to fuck first. So, okay. Martin. All right, Martin, okay. who are you trying gets... to bang first in this promo? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, just a little context. Um, fuck would mean like staying in our teams forever or just a quickie just like a quick little eh, i want to try this guy out and maybe you like him maybe he'll stay in your team maybe you'll uh smash or pass you know or smash and dash whatever the kids are calling it these days uh and then maybe mary is somebody you'd like to have in your club for a long time have untradeable maybe and then kill is i ain't touching that fucking thing so okay got it got it yeah. um, so fuck i would i don't know maybe go with diogo dalot that's a good one for a quickie you know just in and out and test him out maybe this weekend have a weekend of passion and if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out you know yeah in and out guys? In and out and a weekend of passion. I like to hear it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go next. For me, I think the one that I would, the one that really gets me going, man, is this Gvardiol. He's really, uh, he's he's really got me um, in the mood. So I would take Gvardiol home for the weekend for sure. Is it um, is it the mask? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, the mask, man. How can you resist? I'm showing you're, on the screen right now. You're oh, kinky. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about you, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
think Phil Foden, maybe I haven't, I don't think I've used, well, I used his gold card at the very, very beginning of the year, but he got the four-star weak foot upgrade. So he is four-star, four-star now, maybe try him in that false nine role um, from the four, uh, three, three that we're all playing. I think he could be really good there since Messi's really good. there. just kind of an agile guy uh, who's got really good passing stats, dribbling stats, and is definitely going to slam them home um, and, and hopefully slam me home for a passionate weekend getaway. Uh, yeah, I think maybe he's 400K right now. I don't think that's totally unreasonable for a Phil Foden card. Everybody knows if you've used him, he's kind of got that glitchiness about him. Um, left stick dribbling God. And uh, I think I'd like to take Phil Foden for a spin. So um, let's say, uh, let's go with you, Kevin. Who, Which one of these cards are you looking to marry uh, to your club for a long time? Okay, so outside of the obvious, Messi and Mbappe, um, I'd probably take Messi from those two just because um, he's perfect in that center forward role in the Mutanator mm-hmm. or the Foot Dock 4-3-3. But uh, more realistically, I guess I'd say like Teo Hernandez, which is still extremely expensive. But I feel like if you have this guy on trade one in your club, he's going to last you until tots pretty much, um, unless you get like an amazing team of the year left back or something. Uh, but yeah, I think this guy looks good enough to last you until tots. 500k is a lot for a left back so if you're gonna buy him tradable unless you're like a pro or you're super rich i don't know man but uh but as an untradable man this is perfect he'll last you all the way until then so um i will marry you Teo hernandez you beautiful man uh how about you martin um i'm gonna have to go with Messi too uh, i think i'm playing the same formation and he just looks like the best false nine center forward you can get right now um besides maybe i don't know some icons who could maybe match up i don't know cruyff or something but messi is the one that i would marry and would be prepared to give my heart and my everything to (laughs) how about you john um, yeah, I really like Kevin's shout of Teo Hernandez. If I could just have that card in my club, untradeable, you know, the French links, the Milan links, very, very good to work with this year, especially. And if besides Teo, oh, and he's a plus three on his 86, which was currently his best version out there. So I think that's a huge boost, a plus three on his inform. Um, so that's even more amazing, but probably Ivan Perisic. Um, just the Swiss army knife of Swiss army knives, the perfect center mid in this four, three, three formation. And I think he could, again, just like his out of positions card could probably play a number of positions in your team at a very, very, very high level. And the five-star weak foot, especially you can play him as a left center mid or a right center mid. I think he's just perfect there. And he's somebody that I'm going to look to probably pick up this weekend once his price kind of settles he's started out at like 130k i see he's down to 110 now so maybe when he gets to around 90k ish i'll pull the trigger i think that's kind of where his um out of position card was uh when it was in packs and on the market fluctuating and stuff like that so yeah definitely uh yvonne perisic for me um just to play in that center mid role but all right now what's up Oh, I don't know. I, I just said nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but um, and now I guess kill part. Which one of these cards are you guys not touching, Martin? 
Um, yeah, I'm I'm not a violent type of guy, but <laughs> I think as we talked before the episode, I think the three of us are gonna probably agree on this card. So it, for me, it, it has to be Gavi. Um, just because, you know, he looks like a worse version of Pedri. Um, three-star, three-star. He's got the high, high work rates, which are nice for a CM. But his shooting is way too low for the kind of involvement that I'm looking for in my center mid. And his defending is also a little bit low, so you have to either make a choice of boosting his shooting or boosting his defending. And yeah, he's 45K, so he's not that expensive, but I think EA probably didn't do him justice with this card, I think, yeah. And I think it's also kind of strange that he he has right wing and left wing as alternative positions. I mean... When when has he played on in those positions? I don't know, but that's strange. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be not so original. I'm gonna pick the same one as you. Like you mentioned before, <laughs> it's gonna be Gavi. Like this card, uh, for me, it's really disappointing because I, I saw the leak and I think John shared it in our little chat, and I was like, oh man, this Gavi, I need that Gavi in my life, man, because people are saying that Pedri might be a little. Um, a little bit of a fraud and not as good as they're expecting him to be. And I like Pedri in the past, so that was a little like it was disappointing to hear. So I saw this leak for Gavi and I got excited. I thought, man, there we go. This is the other one of the duo from Barcelona that I could, so I could really that I really want to try out and I can really try out now. But fuck, like where do you play him? He's not he's not a stay back CDM because he has 66 defensive awareness, not good enough, and 62 strength. He's not an attacking center mid for sure because. 63 shot power, 77 finishing, and he's not a winger despite having those positions because 85 pace, or 84 pace, 85 acceleration, 83 sprint speed, and 77 crossing, so I don't know. I'm sorry, man. Gavi, you're, you're a baller in real life, but we're going to have to kill you, my man. Uh, John, how about you? Yeah, and it's just a really underwhelming, I think this is Gavi's first special card in foot, so... Just really underwhelming in that aspect. But I'm assuming, you know, he'll get probably a 90-plus Future Stars card, which is something to look forward to, I guess. So um, maybe if you wanted to pick him up and just try him out in squad battles and see how he feels, maybe you'll get an idea of what his foot Future Stars card will be. But, yeah, I mean, Gavi is the obvious choice, like Kevin, you were saying. If you look at his end games, there's like one or two things in each of his little six categories of end games that just really, really, really lets him down. Um, like shot power, all of his physical stats, basically. And, um, yeah, just just not really interested in that one. And then I guess McAllister, too. Um, he was kind of a guy I was maybe looking to try out at center mid to pair with Enzo Fernandez. But no really good defensive stats, really low aggression, medium, medium. I'll probably have to pass on, pass on McAllister and uh, kill that some bitch too. So, um yeah, I think that'll probably do it. Are there any other cards you guys would like to mention from this promo? Just um, to give a shout out to maybe. Yeah, probably <clears throat> Denzel Dumfries looks really good. I think his his cards are really OP. 
I don't know what it is about him, but uh, besides his dribbling, I think he has some really, really good stats to play in the right back position. So I wouldn't mind packing him untradeable, although I, I don't have any Serie A players right now, so it would be difficult to link him with. Uh, but yeah, Dumfries and yeah, Guerrero also. Cause just because of the fact that he has a left mid um, alternative position. So he looks like a really balanced center midfielder, you know. If you, if you can switch him in game to CM, he's got 85 pace, 91 passing, uh, decent enough defending, good dribbling. So you could actually go ahead and boost his pace in shooting or shooting and physicals, and he would probably be a really, really nice card to have at CM. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout because I really liked his uh, foot birthday last year. I used it so, so many games. Like, I used him a ton, like, probably more than any left back I used last year. And, like, so that's a really cool one to me. He feels really good in games, so I think you'll I think you'll like him if you do try him. The 85 pace scared me, but you make some really good points, and especially if you can play in midfield. But, um... The one that I thought was kind of cool was Thiago Silva because if you missed out on this flashback, it's almost mm-hmm. it's it's not the same card, but it's pretty similar. So if you missed out on that one, that's a cool one to try out. Um, but yeah, yeah that's... He, he's kind of uh, cheap right now, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Too. Yeah, a lot of these cards, a lot of these cards are pretty affordable because the one that you mentioned, John, the Perisic, is only a hundred k right now. <laughs> that's I mean, what a steal, man! That card looks amazing. So might have to jump um, on the market yeah, real quick here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how about you, John? Which cards are you looking at? Yeah, Martin, that's a great shout for Guerrero from Dortmund. Um, especially if you if you missed out on the Cunha card and you want to start somebody at left mid and move him into center mid in game, he could be an awesome left center mid. And then you could pair him up with, say, uh, Jude Bellingham. And then maybe you had did the Callum Hudson-Odoi uh, left back. And then you got the English link to Bellingham. That's, there's some really cool stuff you could work with with that card there. And then um, I think Martin mentioned him, Diego Delo. I would be very interested to use that card. His inform, even though it didn't have the pace, was a very, very, very good right back. Physical, good on the ball, good passer. Could be a really good fullback on balanced. Um, and maybe a cheaper option to somebody like Hakimi or somebody like that. I know Hakimi's got world-class pace, but Diego Delo, I think, could be like a poor man's version of that. So, and at half the price, that's what you would expect, I guess. And then maybe Harry Kane. I don't know. Um, I haven't ever used one of his cards in foot really. And this one looks pretty good. He's got the, of course, the five-star weak foot. Maybe you could try him in that center forward role in uh, the foot docks, four, three, three, and try maybe a more physical presence there. Um, I think that I might look to do that and try something different. You could get that sweet link to Perisic. Um, but I think I am going to try and get that Perisic in, but I'm going to use a different link in that um, Path to Glory, Christian Romero, who's now five-star, five-star, I believe. Not that I really care about his skill moves, but um, I think I might do that. Maybe get in uh, and invest early, and maybe I'll uh, be able to make some coins with that too, so um yeah i think that'll be it for the promo though um we did get some flashback or not flash we did get a flashback card let's just go over that one now and it is another one of the baby flashbacks this time and again 
uh, I don't know if that was last year or two years ago, where we got the CR7 flashback. And of course, we got him again today. Um, but he does not have the Manchester United club link anymore. He just has the Portuguese one, kind of like um, Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani have just the Uruguay links. I think it was Nagatomo, uh, the Japanese left mid or left back. I forgot what he plays. And he just has the Japan uh, link. And I'm not really too sure how that works, but um, very interesting. He's coming in at around 520K last time I checked, which is um, just very, very, very expensive considering how much his gold card is worth right now. I believe his gold card is coming in somewhere around. Let me pull it up here. Um, let's see. Hold on. Yeah, under 100K. Yeah, 100K. So, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. He's He's got a lot of – they really boosted up his dribbling quite a bit. Uh, he's got 98 composure and 96 reactions, along with a nice boost to agility and balance. But they take away from his uh, physicals, which I think makes Ronaldo really good in this game, and his shooting, which obviously makes him an elite striker in this game. So, um, But they do give him 91 pace, a plus 10 on pace. So that, there's that to work with. But for me, I, I mean, I'm sure this card is really good if you do it, but is he 500K? Or 400k worth over his gold. I, I I'm not so sure on that. What do you guys think? Um, I think this SPC more than expensive is overpriced because you know there have been certain SPCs that are expensive. For example, uh, Robbie Keane. But I mean, you're paying, you're giving away a lot of fodder and or maybe coins to get a card that you expect to keep to keep in your team for a long time so i always try to make an assessment before doing these kinds of spcs the the expensive ones um and think to myself okay so how many games do i realistically think i'm gonna play with this guy so yeah, Keen has been in my my team for over a hundred games, and he's probably going to stay there for another hundred at least. So, that's fodder and coins well spent. And in this case, I just don't see that happening. I think um, with the promos uh, that are coming up in the near future, such as uh, winter wild cards, I think we're going to get better options. And unless you're a big Ronaldo fan, which I am. Um, I wouldn't do this SBC. It's it's too overpriced, I think. And and fodder is hard to come by. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. The the position changes are cool on it. The composure boost is cool. The reactions that ninety six is cool. But outside of that, this card is like not is not even great. Like he has a CR seven body type, and then that's about it. Like that's like as far as I'd go as saying like this card has anything special to it. Five hundred K is a fucking ripoff. EA are crazy to be charging that. Messi was about 100k cheaper off the top of my head, maybe a little less than that. And Messi has PSG links. Honestly, is probably a little more meta than this guy in game, just because at least for the way I play. Because Ronaldo, like I had gold Ronaldo and I loved him pre-patch. Post-patch, he's just a straight line merchant. If you're just gonna run in a straight line, sure, I guess he's fine. But if you're trying to do anything more than that, then there's just no way this card is worth 500k. And I'd be shocked if he's even like worth like. 200k like after using him like there's just no fucking way 
And this card is so, so grossly overpriced. EA have no clue. He has no links. And I just can't believe that. But en- enough of that. John, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And especially not having the Manchester United link. Maybe if he had the Manchester United link. I mean, maybe. not. He not, still wouldn't come close to that 500k price tag. But um, yeah, just these links that they're just really hard to work with when they don't have a club. So really, really sad to see. He does have the position changes to left wing, left mid, right wing, and striker. But again, is that worth all of that money over his gold? I don't think so. Um, this card is just kind of formatted weirdly. If I, I, I would kind of want to put a finisher on him to get his dribbling maxed out just to really utilize that dribbling boost. And then you, of course, max out a shooting. But then 91 pace, uh, yeah, that's viable, but you would probably want that a little bit higher for one of your attackers looking to get in behind the defense. I would probably use this card as a winger um, in the 4-3-3. But, um, yeah, just just grossly overpriced, really. I think unless this card has some serious glitchiness, bullshit, hidden – stats that we will that maybe will come to light over the next week or two um just just stay away from this one guys and 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 if you really are dying to use a ronaldo card just use his gold card because i'm sure it's still a pretty good card so and you're gonna save yourself a lot of uh coinage and fodder too so um but yeah that'll do for the cr6 as uh run the foot market like to call them not cr7 (laughs) um but yeah, we got two more showdown SBCs. We got one for the third place game between Croatia and Morocco, and we got one today for the final uh, between Argentina and France. And the one for the third place game, let's see, we got Mislav Orsic. Of course, if you've been around the foot scene for the past few years, you know he's got just an insanely pacey card and People bring him on all the time as a super sub, and I'm sure everyone's been victimized a time or two. And foot champions, by him coming off the bench and just torching your back line when everybody's tired. And then for the Moroccan, we got Naif Eguard. Sorry if I butchered that name. But like Martin, I think you mentioned he has an awesome dynamic pick um, of him just like screaming at the top of his lungs, kind of like a Kimmich one uh, that we've all grown to love over the years. And he looks like a really, really good card. Um, again, that Cure card that came out last week, the Phenom German center back for West Ham, that's a cool link to work with. And then, of course, uh, Morocco's got some decent links to work with now that that dynamic duo came out and an upgraded version of Hakimi came out. I mean, Hakimi's gold card's probably still good. Um, and then for France and Argentina, we got Angel Correa. The striker for Atletico looks like a great card. Everyone seemed to love his inform card that came out earlier in the year and his gold card. Um, 80 composure on that card, so that's probably the one drawback most people have mentioned so far on the card, and I tend to agree. That's kind of why I didn't like using his gold card, even though he felt super good in game. Um, and then uh, Upa Makano, the Bayern center back from France, uh, gets the other one, and that, I'll probably do that SBC because they did upgrade his reactions and composure, which were very, very low on his gold card, and why I kind of stayed away from his gold card this year and last year. Um, Martin, I know you did one of these SBCs already, um, and how are you liking him so far? Um, I actually, yeah, I did the Aguerd SBC, 
And yeah, I really like him. I, I well, I'm using him next to Al Yamik, aka the Yam, and just just to bring some fun into my squad this weekend. And I got the new Bono uh, goalkeeper card too, so now I have that sweet Moroccan triangle at the back. And yeah, I think uh, one thing that is worth mentioning about Aguirre, uh, well, not only his price, 27K, with the potential to become an 88, which would make him like, yeah, around the same price as a regular 88 on the market. At the, but he's got the left, uh, he's a lefty. So I think it's very important, not very important, but it's good to have a left-footed uh, center back playing at LCB and uh, right-footed at uh, right center back. So um, that's a bonus, I think. Uh, he has very high defensive stats, good positioning, um, and his pace is decent enough, even without the upgrade. So I think it's worth a gamble for the 27K. Um, I'm going to be another Moroccan fan tomorrow, hoping... They win and hoping that this guy gets an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, that card looks really good. I want to do him too, so I'm gonna have to hopefully try and get him done tonight. And yeah, uh, he he feels ve- he feels very strong and he has very good positioning. I I don't know what it was, but I think I started playing better with the Moroccan center backs yesterday than I was playing with Van Dijk and uh, Nathan Ake. So I don't know if it was just me trying to focus more on playing well with those guys. You know what, what I mean? But right. um, yeah, but he, he felt really, really strong. Uh, he didn't lose. He, he didn't concede those um, bounce backs that much. So when he jumps in the tackle, he usually comes away with the ball, which is really nice to have on a center back. Very nice. That's something that every single center back I've used this year seems to be missing. So <laughs> yeah, I'll be excited to test them out. And um, the other one you, that you guys mentioned, um, uh, the Upa Meccano one, I think that one is really interesting, especially if you do Pavar with him. Because if you look at their stats together, both on the shadow, they're almost they're very similar cards. Um, Pavar just slightly beats him out in most stats except for physicality. So um, it's interesting. I, I would totally get these two. Pair them together, and then you can fit in pretty much any Byron guy you want and have a good time. So it's great for Byron fans. And um, the French links are nice. And then, yeah, Pavar looks really good. And then uh, the one, the other one that uh, Upamecano is facing up against, Correa, his gold card is just so good. I mean, his inform is so good. He has that uh, that AI about him that a lot of people talk about. That's different, but but since you're going to be paying over 200k and tons of fodder, that is hard to accumulate in this game. As a Korea fan, usually I I would be promoting go and get Korea. You know, he's great, but I just feel like that's so expensive, man. It's for a card with 80 composure. If you're going to count on this guy scoring your goals, well, you're not going to be able to count on him. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was Kobe that said in our Discord, he says, that just screams, this card screams a broken controller. And I totally <laughs> agree. Yeah, so yeah, so maybe stay away from that one. But the, the Moroccan one looks really cool. Orsic, we all remember him from, I think it was his headliners in FIFA 20, how cracked he was. And then, yeah, so there's some cool options there. John, uh, you mentioned Upamecano you might want to check out. 
Yeah, and I've been looking for more Byron links to bring back in Sadio Mane to my team. Um, my wants to watch one that I got a long time ago, and I haven't really been using much. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, they upgraded his reactions to 86 and his composure to 80. So if France win, there's those are going to be even better. Um, so that was really the only downside of the card. And Upamakano, even with those faults, his gold card is really, really good at the beginning of the year. So um, I could just imagine this card's going to be really, really good in game. And um, yeah, I'm definitely going to get him done um, probably after we get out of here, just so I don't forget to do him. And Bayern links are awesome. You got Sadio Mane, Goretzka. I'm sure Kimmich will get a good card. Neuer's a good goalkeeper. Um, like Kevin said, Benjamin Pavard, if you're needing even more French and Byron links, that's very viable too now. Um, I wish he had a little bit more pace, um, but I think he looks really good as maybe a stay back right back. If you run a formation that has your fullbacks on stay back while attacking, I think Pavard could be really good at that. Yeah, he has a center back position change. I guess that's why Ooh, I mentioned that one. Shit, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, damn, yeah, maybe you could play him in a three-back, play those two in a three-back or something, because he does, yeah, Pavard does have that medium-high um, work rate as well, which would be perfect for center-back as well. So, okay, yeah, that's that's even better. So I would say, um, especially since this card is in squad battles, the Pavard card, you should everyone should probably get him done just in case you do get a Byron Link that you need to work with, and um, you could do a whole lot worse than that Pavard card, so... Yeah, I think I think I'll probably stay away from Korea, just like you guys are talking about. I've got a lot of really good attackers that I don't even use right now, so um, I'll probably just save my fodder and maybe I'll throw uh, an extra eighty-four squad into this uh, Aguerd card as well. Just like Martin said, if Morocco wins, he's a really cheap piece of fodder or a really good center back. So, um, yeah, and I think that's it. Did you? Uh, what else did you guys did you guys want to mention about the content today, or do you want to move on? Mm, I I'm good unless there's anything that you're into, Martin. Yeah, no, I I just wanted to say, Upamecano looks incredible, but I don't think I could mentally handle the fact that I'm playing a center back with high attacking, medium defensive work rates. I don't know. I'm just I don't know. I'm I just got this weird thing about. Uh, work rates so yeah but imagine Upamecano with an uh, with an upgrade should be a, a real beast yeah oh man yeah and yeah so we should... the high medium for center back doesn't really bother me as much just like if you have a really good center back maybe if you had a guy like with less stats or whatever but I used the um rule breaker Sergio Ramos this year and he is probably one of the best, if not the best, center backs I've used this year. Um, well, I take that back. Lucio is the best center back I use this year. But Sergio Ramos is up there, and the high medium on him, he's had it forever, and it's never really bothered me. So um, maybe maybe it does kind of mess things up with this Upa Meccano. But um, center backs, eh, I'm probably good. I'm, I'm That's fine with me. Unless it's like high-low. Like I think – does PK have high-low or something like that? Um, but yeah. – yeah, I, that now that would worry me, but high medium hasn't bothered me so far. Yeah, and then so I mean, so Upamecano, if he gets the upgrade, will be really nice. So I'm sure you guys might want to make a mention to the game that's coming or the two games that are coming. If you guys want to talk about that, 
Sure. All right, let's get into it. So, um, so Morocco Croatia is going to be our first match. Um, let's just go for it. Predictions, Martin. <laughs> what, what do you think, man? Um, I'm a little bit biased, but I think Morocco's going to win. Two one. Nice. Damn, you're giving the exact score. I like it. Uh, you're brave. John, yeah. how about you, man? This game is just so weird because I, I know me personally, maybe, I don't know if it'd be really hard to get up for, you know, you were so close to being, to playing in the biggest game, you know, of all games in all of sport. And you came so close, especially in Morocco's case, man, they just, they gave everything and they just could not get a, a goal to go past Yoris and, uh, but, and then I guess Croatia, they've kind of already been there. They've got their silver medal already. A lot of them do. So maybe they rest some guys, maybe they phone it in and Morocco comes with that passion. I'm, I'm thinking Morocco wins as well. Uh, I think two nil because Croatia is like, eh, why do we need a bronze medal, man? We already got the silver medal. So I think, I think Morocco wins this one pretty comfortably if they bring the passion. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. if they bring the passion they showed against France, because they responded really well to going down early. I, I don't think I've seen them down that early yet at the World mm-hmm. Cup, so it was interesting. And they, So it forced them to play, I guess, maybe a type of football that many of us didn't expect them to play, and they looked really good doing it. So the thing with these third-place matches is, like you mentioned, one team sometimes struggles to get up for it. I remember um, at the 2010 World Cup, Uruguay played Germany in the third-place game, and um, that year, like, everyone was high on Uruguay. It was like they were playing great. They had Suarez, uh, really young. Cavani was coming off the bench back then. Diego Forlan was just uh, rolling back the years. And they lost to that Germany team because Germany played a bunch of their kids, and the kids had something to prove. They were all eventually became, you know, <laughs> stars or whatever, at least played for their clubs and everything. And because of that, I think Croatia, I don't know how deep of a team they are, but if they have some guys on the bench that could possibly have something to prove and give Morocco trouble. But I'm going to go with my heart here. The Moroccan passion is just too much. I picked them to get out of the group because I said they're a good team and they proved to be even better than I had possibly anticipated. So thank you, Morocco, also for making the World Cup good. I know that, Martin, you're running the Moroccan team right now. So this goes to show <laughs> they brought the good vibes, man. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I was actually thinking about what, what John said right now about not having an incentive to play this game. And I think something that could potentially change that is if FIFA, well, now that the World Cup is going to have more teams in it starting next World Cup, I think maybe they should have just said, okay, fuck it. Um, the champion, the runner-up, and the third-place winner they all qualify automatically for the next World Cup. Hmm. I oh think God, that would bring an incentive uh, to play the third place match. True. Especially yeah, if you're like someone like Croatia who has to go through the European qualifi- qualifying. That That's kind of a really good incentive if you're in a kind of a tougher region. Yeah, and yeah. that African qualifying is really tough too because it seems like the mm-hmm. way it works is once once you win your group, you still have to go to a playoff. So even if you win your qualifying group, you're still not qualified, which is crazy to me. <laughs> so it seems very tough. I like this idea, Martin. Yeah, FIFA, call me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know where to reach us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not into corruption though, so. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, they're not gonna they're not gonna reach out to us. You need to do some grimy things apparently to get involved with FIFA, huh? But yeah, the the big one though, the final man. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this because I saw that Argentina were slight favorites according to the bookies, and that just blew my mind. So I want to hear what you guys have to th- say about this, Martin. Um, actually, yeah, my my heart, I don't know, my my hunch tells me that Argentina are gonna win. Yeah, but. Yeah, I've actually been listening to a lot of um, football podcasts these past days, and um, very respectable people have said that they take France as their favorites. And yeah, I, I've been I've been reading that um, they're supposed to be like a virus or something going around the French uh, camp, and that. Um, apparently some of the players have been affected by this and I hope it's not the case because I would certainly hope to see everyone healthy and everyone playing to 100% because if that is to happen then uh, I think we could be in for an epic epic uh, game of football Um, it's going to be really close I think Um, but yeah if, if I have to pick someone then yeah i'm gonna go with france and i'm gonna say they win one nil nice in overtime (laughs) boom yeah i'm kind of like you martin my heart says argentina but my head says france um france just they're just so so good on paper and honestly the two injuries that they had, I know the Rabio one, I think Martin, you tweeted about it. They Rabio has been playing really, really good for France in yeah. this world cup. And yeah, you could definitely tell they were kind of missing that stability in the midfield, but uh, our guy, Ibu got the start over Upamakano. And I think, I think that benefited them so much because Ibu, he's just a big game player, man. He is a big game player. He got the start in the, Champions League final against Real Madrid. Just he's just a rock man. He's so solid. He's so big. He's so fast, athletic, composed. Um, I think that's going to benefit them, especially if Upamecano's not recovered from the virus yet. And then also uh, Lucas Hernandez tearing his ACL, and his brother getting the start over him. I mean, you get the best left back in the world. Like probably right now, that's been in. in like club-wise anyway, for Milan and Taylor Hernandez coming in, and he's just looked electric on that left side um, offense and then creating uh, chances. I believe he got an assist in his uh, when he came on in his first game, and then he scored that goal that put them up over Morocco. So um, I think the injuries have, in my opinion, benefited France a little bit besides the one they accrued earlier in the uh, before the tournament started with Conte and Pogba, but um, I guess I'm going to say Argentina 2-1. Um, I'm going to go with my heart. I think Argentina are just, they're just, it's just their year, man. Like, like you guys are saying, the DDAs for them. Um, they're playing with extremes amount of passion. And uh, I just think that's ultimately going to be too much for the French team to overcome. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, they definitely have the passion, man, because I didn't see this before from Argentina fans, the way they back Messi. Like, it's crazy. I remember before, Messi was almost like an enemy to these guys in a way. And 
Like he used to be out, and he used to be at Barcelona, and that was like his safe haven. And then he'd go away with the national team and look fucking miserable. And it's interesting the way that it's changed because uh, these Argentina fans fucking love him. You see that? Like it's amazing. The passion is unreal from these guys. And uh, if you're a weekend league warrior like me, you know how far passion goes, man. Because sometimes you come up against one of these passion merchants and they just give you hell when you're playing in the weekend league. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and like 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 we said, Argentina has the. <laughs> It's it's true though, man. And then you see Argentina has the DDA. Look at Julian uh, Julian Alvarez's goal. It just ping pongs through everybody like FIFA. Like yeah, my head honestly tells me France beats them like four one. They're just so much more athletic, physical, powerful, skilled than a lot of these Argentinian players. But it's written in the stars, huh? Messi's gonna win it. I just yeah, feel like... I think so. And then if if there's something to be... uh, listen, the VAR was brought in to make officiating more fair honestly i feel like it's just rigged the game even more but that's a whole nother story and in this rigged ass qatar world cup we're going messy to win it 1000 percent. no way my heart my head says 4-1 france it's really going to be a 2-0 argentina with messi getting a goal so 2-0 argentina and you know what i just want to add something maybe to the discussion and it's the fact that most of the people who want Messi to win are saying, yeah, that would probably settle um, the debate about him being the GOAT. And yeah, I don't think Messi needs to win the World Cup to be the GOAT. I think he's the GOAT already. I don't think there's been a player who's been who's been playing at such a high level for such a long time. And I think... Although, yeah, winning the World Cup is the ultimate title for a football player, it is something that happens only every four years. And Messi has been playing at a club level, um, at a high level uh, for his clubs for more than a decade. And that's a lot more than we can say about Maradona, for example. So I think Messi is the GOAT. I have to admit it. I've I've been a CR7 fan all of my life and um the race was close but I think Messi just takes it. Yeah. Me- Messi, okay, listen. Messi may be the goat because I don't think that international I, I don't think trophies like I think that's such a flawed logic. Team accomplishments do not equate who the greatest player of all time is. It just makes no sense, right? Cuz he cannot control what Higuain missing in the final or whatever, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. But, but for you, for you, Martin, since you you were probably not hoping Messi to be the goat, I'll tell you right now, Mbappe is better than Messi was at twenty three, and the stats back it up. So, um, yeah, so Mbappe will be the goat, especially if he wins this World Cup. I I just don't see it. It's gonna Mbappe and Holland are putting up numbers we've only seen from CR seven and Messi in their primes. So, um, I I just I I mean. Mbappe has a year or two off before he starts hitting the 50-plus goal a year um, like Messi was hitting when he was 24-25. But if Mbappe can start reaching that level, I honestly, I think he's already better than Messi was back then. The physicality, the speed, the ability, the, the technicality of these guys nowadays is just unreal. I look back at players from the 2000s that I idolized, like CVG, Pirlo, Iniesta, and Bellingham is already better than them. Um Bellingham is better than I thought CVG ever was. And same goes for Muziala. He's already better than uh, a lot of these guys. So 
I think you can take some solace in knowing that Messi might not be the GOAT in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, take. yeah, I think he is for the time being. Like, of course, if Mbappe wins uh, the World Cup and continues on this trajectory and, you know, knock on wood, you know, no injuries like uh, R9 had or anything like that, or he seems like a level-headed good kid off the field. So, um, you know, as long as nothing else comes up that affects his game, yeah, obviously I think he's got that tra- trajectory and, and talent to be the best there ever was, you know, like like you just mentioned, Kevin, for all those reasons about his game. Um, but, yeah, the one thing I always said about Messi – is I don't know if I would take him over Ronaldo, CR7, in the big games um, because Ronaldo time and time again for Real Madrid, um, for Portugal even, um, if you remember that game against Spain, he just like whenever the time comes and you need somebody and you need a goal, Ronaldo is always there and he's always scoring. So um, Messi is, I mean, he's been the best player of this tournament and I don't think it's really close. Um, you know, I, lo- I know he scored a lot of penalties, but um, the way he's created for others and, and scored and, and put away big penalties, that penalty he took last game against Croatia was like, that's one of the better penalties I've ever seen. He just smashed that son of a bitch, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think I agree with that, Kevin. Um, but yeah, again, uh, World Cup trophies, they're not the be-all, end-all. You know, Pele has... I don't know, what does he have, three or whatever, but you look at that team that was around Pelé, <laughs> like that's that's one of the best teams ever. Those are some of the best teams that have ever been assembled. So, And Messi had talent around him, you know, Di Maria, um, very underrated talent. Iguain was okay, but obviously missed big chances for them. But I think it's just all finally coming together for Argentina and Messi. They've He's got Julian Alvarez, who is going to be one of the best attackers in the world the next few years. Um, Enzo Fernandez is balling out. He's starting for them now. Their defense looks solid with Lissandro Martinez and Otamendi kind of turning back the clock. So um, hopefully, hopefully he does get it done. Just just so he has that on his resume. So yeah, I don't. I I think as when you're a fan of sport in general, it's always nice when you see the greats pull off something really big. I mean, I mm-hmm. love seeing underdogs win, and but just as much as I love seeing underdogs win, I do love seeing the greats of the sport do something special you i i feel like we're doing a disservice to ourselves if we don't see the likes of lebron james eventually go and win an nba championship if we don't see tom brady go and carry his team to a super bowl and i think the same thing is the case with with messi man like i i i've i've never been a barcelona fan but i've been a fan of the way that they've played football and i've been a fan of the way messi has played my entire uh, the entire time that i've seen him and uh it's just it'll be so fitting if he caps off this career with um, a wonderful career with a win in the final. Um, it's not, I mean, I, I'd rather France win. I personally, I like them a little better, but man, how can you not root for the, the he's the goat, man, as things stand, like we said, as things stand, he's the greatest to have done it over the course of his entire career. No one has done some, what he has done. And yeah, it, it's, it would be nice to see in that way. And plus the Argentinian fans, the passion was just unreal, man. The passion was crazy. So that's something we all love to see. And, the passion is something that's really important to me in international football. I know that it's uh, basically what I'm trying to say is that I feel like in international football, you see a level of emotions that you don't see any basically in sport at all, period. Um, Every single game afterwards, I see players in tears. They're fucking broken. They're, 
tears of joy, the greatest moment of their lives after every single match. And fuck, like, how can you top that? So um, it would be cool to see the Argentinian passion carry it home with Leo. So I don't know. This would be neat. But yeah, yeah um, I guess I guess bringing it back to foot, we did get a little live tuning update um, that did reduce the. I don't know if it reduced the. Tra- I know it reduced the accuracy of the driven yeah. log through ball, which is the L one R one or L B R B plus wire triangle, um, and those. Yeah, I mean if you watch any gameplay on the pro scene or at a high level, you just see people one timing these balls directly in the path of an Mbappe or an Alawiran or somebody like that. And they needed to be patched because I wasn't even using them like that, but you know, you know that angle when you see it and it would, it's just money. Every time it freezes, it would freeze the center back a little bit and your pacey attacker is in on goal. So I'm glad they um, patched that. So I don't know. Is there anything gameplay wise you want to talk about? I know. I think we've all been running the four, three, three false nine. And then also, um, if you are not a part of our Discord, the Foot Doctor himself has updated his tactics and put them in our tactics bank if anybody is interested in those. Yeah. Did you guys notice this change at all, the patch? I know that you guys have been playing since then. So, Martin, have you seen any differences with this? Yeah. I I didn't use the driven lob through ball much so i tried one yesterday and i definitely noticed that it wasn't the same um yeah as john said it was it was glitched the times that i did use it um you could just see that the attacker had had an advantage over the center back or left back or whatever and yeah once he got in behind he was through on goal and boom, easy goal. But yeah, yesterday I tried one and yeah, it just, it wasn't the same, but I've been trying to play a little bit calmer, less counter-attacking football, more possession-based. And I think once you play that kind of football, I mean, the pros play it the way they do because they're pros. They're, they're good at the game. I don't want to say the way I play is better. It just makes the game more fun for me. So I've been playing a lot of possession-based football, slow build-up, looking for opportunities um, and passing lanes. And I don't think when you play that way, I don't think the lob through ball is really that necessary. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it being patched give the rats less resources to work with yeah yeah i had just i had literally just learned it like a day or two before because i couldn't get the right angle because when I, I i came up against Jackson in my last weekend league which totally fucked up my weekend league by the way i was killing it i was i, I think 14 and 2 i messaged you guys i was like oh i got 14 with a few games to spare i'm gonna keep going and then i hit a pro and like fucked up my weekend league i was hoping to get like maybe 18 or 17 I had to settle for 16 and then um but yeah, so I learned this through ball because of it, because I noticed he was pinging it and was going just like a, a centimeter over the heads of my center backs every time. It was barely over, and he was throwing on goal every time. So I, I made it my mission to figure it out. I figured it out. It's really fucking overpowered, and 
the the accuracy has gone down since the patch but one thing i would say is that if you're doing these quick one-time ones and you're not throwing this uh like lofted through whatever it's called the driven through pass over like 30 yards if you're just doing it over like 10 15 yards it's i don't know i think it's still just as effective and it's really broken and i still got hit with a bunch of through balls after this and the lofted through balls so i don't know and i do think even if you're playing like a positive brand of football I think sometimes if people have their defensive line set up a little high, like for example, if they're on the edge of their box or maybe just out enough, maybe like about like t- 10 yards away from goal, you can usually just hit one of these in randomly. You don't even have to really put any sense behind it. It doesn't have to be super accurate. Just like throw it up. And usually one of your guys will get pretty close to getting the ball, if not actually getting it every single time. So um, I don't know. Maybe something needs to be done about the effectiveness of it, period. But this is a start for sure because I noticed I couldn't just throw them up 30 yards. So that's definitely a positive because that, that shouldn't be happening, right? But right. yeah. So, John, how about you? Did you notice the through ball? Are the through balls still there for you, though? At least oh, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely still there. Um, but yeah, I think the patch or the nerf uh, to them was definitely much needed. And they still do work, but they have to, For in my case, they have to be there, clear and obvious. Like, you know that pass is going to be there and and is going to, or should be played there, I guess I should say. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times I came up against a lot of people still trying to spam that against me in Rivals, and it wasn't working for them. And I, that was just bringing me great satisfaction because, yeah, that, that rat tactic's not there, bitch. What you got now? You know? <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely a good patch and, and I, I have to give it up to them, man. They've been releasing patches that are necessary and, um, don't screw up the game too much, really, in my opinion. Um, the last patch kind of, I don't know if it like sped up my gameplay or something, but it took me a while to get used to, but, um, I think I'm still enjoying gameplay for the most part. Um, whenever the connection or your, or the servers aren't acting up and, and it's a good, I guess, gameplay-wise experience. So, yeah, they. I feel like this is the first year where the patches have actually like sort of improved the game and not made them worse. So, I know True. people always complain. Of, every year, people talk about all oh, the dreaded like first major patch that fucks up all the game, right? And right. I, I, I think there's, I think there's other factors that contribute to the game getting worse after that first patch. And I think a lot of it comes down to people learning the meta or stop trying to play for fun and trying to play to sweat their ass off for reward. Right. But this year, more than ever, these patches have actually done good, I think. So it's nice that they're addressing some of the issues. I wish they'd address more of them, but hey, I, I, beggars can't be choosers, and they're they're going in the right direction, and that's all I can ask for at this point. So, yeah. Right. Um, I guess um, we had the Phenoms team last week, and we've had SBCs throughout the week. Did anybody try any new cards out that they would like to talk about or – Anything like that? You just reminded me. I forgot to do Frempong. Uh, I did him this morning. I knew I was going to regret not doing him. So I did him this morning. Well, GG's <laughs> if you completed him because that, that card looks really cool. And the links are nice. You know, Bayer, Bayer Leverkusen has that Hudson Adore that's really nice as well. So. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to Florian Vert's card hopefully this year too. I need to get him back in the club. I think he'd be a really good false 9-2 in this 4-3-3. Kind of like Messi is. Oh, so. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got that Messi like factor about him in game. So, mm. yeah, Martin, yep. you getting any done? 
as we see um, I know, but I, I packed uh, Pedri. Oh, yeah. From, yeah, I, I did the, how many tokens was it? Four tokens, I think, for the 82 times 20. Oh, nice. And, yeah, I packed him. And, yeah, I was excited because I used his inform for a bit and he felt good. But this version of Pedri just feels kind of a fraud. Uh, I don't know. He couldn't finish anything. And yeah, I went back to using Aronson, who's a beast, and yes. I love him. So nice. Yeah, he's he's good. I think he provides that balance with Acuna in midfield and Palinha out of physicality and uh, speed. You know, so yeah, Aronson is gonna stay in my team. And yeah, I did the Enzo Fernandez guard, and I think you guys did as well, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I hope if you're out there listening that you did him as well. <laughs> yeah, he looks really, really sick. And I was excited about the leaked Otamendi card. I guess we're gonna have to wait for the mini release, right? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, I mean there are a lot of good Argentinian options at the moment. So you could bring him into your team at one or two chem maybe, but having Otamendi would be perfect, I think. Yeah, with, with Otamendi, um, yeah, you just need to have Otamendi and Enzo Fernandez in your squad and then a Liganos manager and you're good to go. So um, Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's perfect there. And I think that Otamendi, hopefully he's – got good stats because i think he's going to be expensive if you want him in your team with how many people i don't know maybe maybe not very many people did do enzo fernandez because they're like well this guy looks good but he's been fika so um but yeah it, like i didn't even check his stats until like a, a day or two after he upgraded and i was like oh shit i'm glad i did this guy he looks incredible so um yeah, yeah I, I did him i almost didn't do him because of the benfica <laughs> yeah but yeah i did him um i did acuna and i'm glad i did him because he's just a phenomenal center mid um my weekend league i just went blitzed through it today and um through uh playoffs and finals he had six goals and 11 assists for me as a center mid um with him and dirt Kaup actually had the same goal and assist numbers so they're i'm loving that center mid pairing they're so um, if you missed out on Acuna, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I, we tried to tell you, um, but you should have listened. So um, I tried out the Phenom Sakimi. I feel like he's probably the best right back in the game. Um, I liked him a little bit over Quadrado just because of the extra physicality he brings. I think that's the only downside of that Quadrado card, honestly. Um but yeah, Hakimi's phenomenal at 400k or 470k that he's at now. I don't know if he's worth that, but he certainly um, is the best right back I've used this year. And then also I did the Haristo Stoichkov um, World Cup icon SBC that came out. Um, if you want a review on in-depth review on that, you can check out our Twitter at your FIFA podcast. I posted a review on there you can check out and a goal, some goal compilations uh, from him. And he's he's a phenomenal card. I know. He doesn't have – icons in general don't have the best of chemistry links this year. But um, if you're looking for a guy 
a left-footed elite attacker. Um, if you're looking for an elite attacker that has a bunch of good position changes, left mid, left wing striker, right wing, um, and you want a guy that's just very, very, very good, and also, again, left-footed, um, that's another main reason I did him. Um, he's he's phenomenal, and he's going to last you a long time. I'm, I'm very excited. I did the SBC, and I, I'm not regretting that at, it, at all, so... Um, what about you, Kevin? You try any new guys out or anything like that? Yeah, and I think the that Storchkov, even like even if he like comes falls out of your team, like in a couple months, he'll still be like viable off the bench until Tots. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then um, yeah. So um, for me, I I so after weekend league, I went to open up my picks. Like I was I was like satisfied. I had a decent uh, go at the gameplay, and um, yeah, so I opened up my picks and I had uh, Kamavinga in there. So I got a chance to test him out this week. And it was nice from EA because usually when you push on, like a lot of times I'll stop at 11 and then that's usually the sweet spot for the rewards, 11 wins. But mm-hmm. if you push on, sometimes you get screwed over. You get absolutely like shafted and it's just like I should have stayed at 11. But we got rewarded this time. We tried out Kamavinga throughout the week and he's all right. Like he's okay. <laughs> I don't think he's worth 500K, honestly. Like his card is all right. But um, it took me a while to get going with him because uh, apparently he's left-footed, so <laughs> which John pointed out to me. <laughs> so that that really helps. His passing has improved a lot since learning this. But but no, seriously, I I don't know. Like he's he's a good card, but like 500k is really damn expensive for this guy. I think people are going off his reputation in past years, and I want to say he was uh, more affordable. I know he had a really expensive Future Stars card, but um, yeah, like I don't know, man. It's it's an alright card. I honestly I think. I think if you have like someone like Jisung Park there, you might be uh, probably a little better. But yeah, that's about it. Also, I did the Enzo Fernandez like uh, you guys did, despite the Benfica link, which I again I will mention that I might dislike for Benfica and my love for FC Porto. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think you if you missed out on this, I'm sorry because this card is fucking amazing. Like I was just using him in squad battles, and I know. Uh, just using my squad battles, and I know that's not like a good like barometer. I was already feeling the glitchiness factor from him, so I started bringing him off the bench in rivals. And my god, what a card, man! So I hope you got him done. And then hopefully, there there's more Benfica links like the Otamendi. But if there's not, there is the Gonzalo Ramos there, and that looks like a good card. And if you don't want to use him at striker, you could switch him out onto the wing in game or something. But yeah, really cool, man. I really like that they're showing some love to the smaller leagues. And I was asking last week, I was saying how um, they haven't tied enough into the World Cup, but now we're starting to get, I said Morocco does not exist in this game. We're starting to get some of that, which is cool. Um, wish we saw it earlier with some of the so-called smaller nations, but yeah, no it's doubt. nice to see yeah. this for sure. It's exactly what I asked for, so. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. And, and it would have been just nice to have a little bit more of that throughout. Um, I know Martin's mentioned it several times, the dynamic duo. Um, it's like, why are they now just releasing these? You know, I think it was the guys on foot and review. It's they're, they're like the content guy who is in res- like responsible for this was like, Oh shit. Did I forget to hit the button on dropping all these? And they just suddenly dropped the Japan and Morocco guys to us. And it's like, uh, it'd have been nice to have these like a couple weeks ago, but, um, yeah, it's still nice. Some good squad, extra squad building options for you. And then um, also like the B- Benjamin Pavard, like I wish they would have done more stuff like that. Um, and like Quadrado, uh, player moments cards for players who had awesome moments in the World Cup. Um, 
especially for guys that maybe don't have their they, their nation didn't qualify for the World Cup, like Quadrado. So um, I wish they would have done a little bit more stuff like that. But um, all in all, I think it's been okay. Like it's not they didn't smash it out of the park. They didn't like it wasn't a complete disaster. But you know, not, nothing we're going to remember for a long time, <laughs> anyways, about this promo when it should have been. You know. Yeah, I wonder if when, because I'm sure at the end of the year, once we come to the end of the game cycle, we're going to talk about like, oh, the promos that stood out or didn't to us. I wonder how we'll look back on this one because uh, <laughs> during, throughout throughout it, we were all pissed because it just turned into a giant like icon swaps like promo. Like we were all just fucking yeah. playing swaps and like upset. And yeah, so, and I think the reason we didn't get many SBCs, I was, I was thinking about this. I was, um, I, I, I guess really this is just icon swaps, you know, like this is, this was our right. icon swaps and that's why there's no SBCs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how we look back on it because um, I guess while we're here, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this was – I mean, John, you said it's kind of a meh promo. What about you, Martin? Were you happy with this whole World Cup thing overall? I know it wasn't just one promo, but – I think I've said it before that I expected a bit more. Um, Yeah, but I think this last week – with the showdowns that we've had has been a little bit better. So I'm happy with the way my squad has been shaping up after these showdowns. I think Acuna is a very solid card. Enzo, very solid. And I'm really liking the Moroccan guy. So I think those are the positives to take out of this uh, whole giant month of World Cup content that we've had. And yeah, I think swaps, it was really taxing on, on most of us. And um, it was just way too much. I think they, they could have just put some tokens in SBCs or give us more affordable packs with tokens in them. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, as it stands, I'm happy with my team. So yeah, I I don't have anything else to say about the the world cup uh promo in general yeah, about you guys we, i think we did all our complaining in the past anyways yeah so. <laughs> yeah so. yeah um yeah but yeah guys i guess if there's nothing else um if we want to go ahead and wrap it up i know uh winter wild cards i believe is going to be our next promo um we've got kind of a more different type of episode coming up next week, which we're really excited about um, getting, getting some of our favorite people in our community together for some uh, bullshit probably. And, and just reminiscing on how our, I guess our FIFA experiences are going so far this year. And it's uh, going to be real fun. I'm, I'm really excited about it. So maybe we can do like a, our, uh, like kind of like we did our footies wish list, maybe like a winter wild cards wish list because we know um, that promo type, Winter Wild Cards Footmas always has a ton of SBCs coming out. So uh, maybe we can do something like that. So looking forward to it. Um, Kevin, where can the people find you on socials? Yeah, so you can find me over on Twitter. I'm at KevinK93LFC. And then also I'm on Twitch. Lately I've been streaming a little bit. So if you want to come watch me play FIFA and get mad at the game, you can watch me at the same at KevinK93LFC. <laughs> How about you, Martin? I'm on Twitter at Chopsui underscore FIFA. And yeah, I've been very active on, on Twitter lately. So if you want to 
shoot me a message or interact with me, just go ahead and give me a follow. How about you, John? Yeah, and you can find me at John Bridges 34 on Twitter and Twitch. Um, like I mentioned, I blitz through my weekend league games like a madman today, so probably won't be streaming. I'll probably be watching Kevin if he streams, and you should too. So, um, and yeah, you guys can follow our podcast on Twitter at Your FIFA Podcast. Um, we just hit over 400 of you beautiful people, as Mike LaBelle likes to say. Uh, that follow us on Twitter, and, and we're very grateful. Um, I know myself, and I know the guys can speak for this as well. We love talking to you guys on there, um, exchanging theories, exchanging complaints, um, helping each other with squads, you know, player reviews, everything like that. It's just super fun to interact with you guys, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, and I know the guys are too. So, yeah, again, follow us on Twitter, at your FIFA podcast. And also, if you want to, I know we're all very active in the Foot Fix Discord. Um, we need to get a link out there for you guys, but you can find that on at foot, F-U-T underscore F-I-X fix on Twitter. And then they have a link to their Discord there. So get in there, join us and um, talk about FIFA all week. Like I know my wife loves that we do. So <laughs> always on my phone talking to everybody on Discord. So <laughs> But yeah, um, if there's nothing else, um, just remember, guys, when this game gets you down and frustrated, um, you know, just turn it off, watch Messi, watch the GOAT in the World Cup this Sunday, and uh, hopefully he comes through and uh, gets himself that World Cup title. I think we're all kind of rooting for him. Um, and just remember, guys, it ain't nothing but a foot thing, baby. Take care. Go, friends. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe except Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.